And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Batter up! Welcome to No Bunts, the podcast for the casual baseball fan here on the Athletic Baseball Show. I'm Tass Mellis. With me in studio, it's super producer, JD. Hello. Hey, JD. And with us, my co-host all season long from Taiwan, with a new backdrop, if you're watching on YouTube, Joel McMillan. Joel, thanks for prettying up the place over there. <laughs> Glad you like it. Yeah, it's beautiful. You sent me a photo, said you're ready to make some magic. It's the uh, Toronto skyline with the key being here, an open Rogers Center. Very nice stuff, Joel. Glad you like it. I love it. I don't like it. I absolutely love it. Uh, no Bunts is excited to be a part of the Athletic Baseball Show feed wherever you get your pods and on YouTube. Just search the Athletic Baseball Show to find us weekly in 2023. Well, every week except next week. Yeah, mm. starting the season off with a, a bit of a thud. Uh, I apologize. I booked a, a vacation long ago before I realized we'd be doing this No Bunts here every week on Wednesdays, so I apologize. That's on me. That's on me, Joel. Uh, but we're going to have lots of fun after next week. And obviously, on this preview, because it feels like the beginning of our season, Joel, we've already done a couple shows, but it just feels like mm-hmm. we're uh, we're stepping up to the plate for opening pitcher. Maybe it's because we're talking about the season, but uh, I'm excited. Before we get to the preview, just, uh, yeah, just, just so you know, we won't be talking about the ins and outs every week of all the games. We'll be doing a lot of stuff around the game, baseball superstitions, popping baseball packs, lots of other stuff. So we're looking forward to that every week. Again, except next week. We will be back uh, in a couple weeks. Coming up on this show, bold predictions, rookies to watch for, potential members of the 4040 Club. But let's keep it simple with the first question, Joel, previewing this MLB season. What's going to be the biggest story in baseball? Uh, for me, it's going to be to see how well this New York and San Diego experiment works out. Um, they spent a lot of money in free agency. They were very aggressive, not only retaining some of their own talent, but, you know, signing free agents as well. Uh, we've never really seen teams be this aggressive during an off season in terms of like signing players. So, I'm really excited to see how this whole experiment works this year because if San Diego and the Mets experience success, then maybe more teams in the future will be more apt to spend even more money in free agency and be more aggressive. But if it doesn't work out, then teams might have a bit of hesitancy in the future. So I'm curious to see if this great experiment works where basically – the Mets and the Padres are buying wins in the short term. Yeah, wild to see what uh, the Mets did with their 
starting rotation getting a little bit older i know for part of the year here because they're a little bit older because of the uh the schedule and how it works out they're going to go to six starters because they're ancient going to get uh verlander it, it is interesting obviously the padre is going to get xander bogarts is there one team you're a little higher on than the other i'm probably a little higher on the padres um just because i think that i just think they have a better lineup uh i you know they did better in the playoffs last year head to head uh the padres beat the mets so I like the Padres better, and they're younger, too. I think there's more injury concerns the way the Mets roster is constructed. So I like San Diego more. Yeah, and as far as big stories goes, the return of Fernando Tatis, also a big story. Kind of flying under the radar, I think, uh, a little bit. Uh, but I'm excited to see that. I know uh, after I come back on my vacation, I'm excited to uh, to jump over to the Brave Stadium because they're – home opener uh, and uh, home series is against the San Diego Padres. So looking forward to that. And I, and I think that kind of ties into my big story of the 2023 MLB season. It's Shohei Otani's upcoming free agency. It's happening this fall. He made it clear that he wants to win and the angels might not be doing that again this year. So it sure feels like he has made it as clear as possible that if they don't win, that he could be, gone and I think it's going to be hanging over the Angels it's going to be hanging over baseball to some degree Uh, if Mike Trout is great which it sure feels like he'll be great coming off that WBC he looks extremely healthy I think it makes it even more of a story if they're if they're closer to contention or if they're in contention if they're if they're playing well I think it'll kind of be like the Aaron Judge story last year and I say it's tied into the Padres and the Mets uh, because those are uh, a couple teams that could want to sign him. I went through uh, the teams that he met with in 2017 before signing with the Angels. He met with the Cubs, the Dodgers, who are interesting because they shed some payroll this offseason, the Mariners, the Giants, the Padres, and the Rangers. No Mets in there, but you'd imagine Steve Cohen would get involved here. Is there a, a favorite for you, Joel, or are you just looking forward to the Trout Otani season? We don't need to talk about that because we'll probably be talking about it a lot this season. Yeah, that'll be a storyline that everyone obviously is going to be following going into the season. A task for me, I think it's pretty simple. I can't see Otani staying with the Angels. I don't see them being a contender anytime soon. Uh, they've got some bad. They got a bad contract with uh, uh, Rondon uh, at third base. He's not getting any younger. He's had some health issues, uh, and you know Trout can't be Trout forever. You know he's on the wrong side of thirty. Not to say he's declining, but you know I think his best days are going to come to an end at some point. I still think he's the best position player, but. Just catch really quickly. I think Otani goes to the Dodgers for at least half a billion, if not more. That that might stick in your craw a little bit too, Joel, because as we talked about last year on Obunts, you know the Dodgers spend year in and year out. They just they just can't come up with these World Series victories as many to sort of uh, just be worth every single dollar that they spend. I know that might stick in your craw, but as you, as I said earlier, actually, they, they did shed some payroll to get under the luxury task threshold this off season. So it would make sense. That prediction would make sense. Joel. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I hope you're. Gonna- I just want to see. I just want to see Otani playing for a contending team. Like I'm a very strong believer in that. Like to grow a sport and to make a sport more po- more popular, you need a superstar who's being seen all the time. Tess, we've talked about this, and you know Otani is obviously a bona fide superstar. And putting him on the Dodgers, a contending team, you know, on national games, just increases more eyeballs on him. And so. I absolutely want to see him on the Dodgers. I mean, my feelings aside, whatever, but I think he'd be a great fit in LA and, you know, he'd get the attention that he deserved. And I think it would be great for baseball actually, if he went to a huge market like the Dodgers. I hear that. Now let's move on to, uh, to Joel selling the people out there. Joel, tell me why I and every fan out there should be excited for this upcoming baseball season. Well, Tats, there's a couple of reasons why you should be uh, excited. I think two things uh, stick out to me. Um, The first thing is that you're going to see a quicker, uh, more athletic game with more offense, more hits, not necessarily for power, but more contact hitting, more stolen bases. So you're going to see a very different product than you've seen uh, in recent years with baseball. So that's something to be super excited about. The early returns from spring training seem to be very, very positive. And the other thing I would look forward to is, you know, Philadelphia was kind of a Cinderella story in some ways. This was, you know, 2022 is the first year of the expanded playoff format. And Philadelphia finished kind of in one of the lower seeds. And I think one of the things that'll be really exciting going into this season is, you know, maybe there were a couple fringe teams last year who thought, ah, like we're not good enough. I'm not sure it's a bit of a risk, but then they saw what the Phillies did and basically took like a six seed or a five seed and got all the way to the world series and basically two wins away from a world series. So I think that's going to be another compelling storyline that is going to keep, you know, me excited. And I think a lot of baseball fans, because it's going to be a more active trade deadline, which I think makes for an exciting product as well. But that's not until the summertime. That's all right. That's a, that's a good point. It, it should keep more fan bases involved. And uh, not only the rule changes, one thing that I went through uh, in preparation for this show that I saw, I totally had forgotten about, the schedule changes should also get people excited. For the first time, every team will play every other team at some point. Last year and years past, the sked heavy with the uh, all the division play, nearly half your team's games were against division opponents, and that's dropped, you know, down to fifty-two, so like thirteen per team. That's big, I think, as well as the rule changes. Of course, of course, yeah. At last check, it shortened games by twenty-five minutes during spring training, and it would drop, you know, during the regular season from from approximately three oh six per game just down to two hours and 40 minutes. And I know I know, angry ba- baseball fans are saying, why, why are you messing with my game? Why are you ruining my game? We don't need clocks. We don't need all these pitch clocks. But you bring up a good game. It's a good point. It's not just about the clocks. It's about getting more of a flow. I think the, the hitters will be more involved. They'll be more in the box, more as, as uh, we've seen in the minor leagues during the experiments for the pitch clock. You'll just see more balls in play. You'll see uh, mm-hmm. pitchers also get into a great flow. And the banning of the shift is also a huge part of that. Just having two guys on, on either side, you'll see more base hits because of that. 
it's going to make for a huge change. Will we see for will we see more outfield shifts? It's possible there was a handful of outfield shifts in the, in the spring training, as uh, Jason Stark documented on the Athletic. Pretty interesting, basically having you know a short rover in one field, but that's unlikely to happen very much just because the penalty, the risk is too high. Having an entire outfield wide open, it's not like moving an infielder over where he, that would result in a single. Having an outfielder mm-hmm. come over would be a, a double or triple. So I think it just be, it's just going to be a, a good flow as long as they take care of all these rules and these timings in in order, in a, in, a, in a prompt order, I should say. Because if you get into the nitty-gritty of all the time changes and all the rule changes, you can go nuts uh, because they've got, yeah. they've got clocks for the, the, a catcher, let's say, if he backs up first base. He's got to be back in behind the plate, or if a pitcher, uh, you know, covers for a first baseman, or or they've even gone as far as talking about the Bat Boy and the Bat Girls and giving them uh, basically basically keeping them on the clock to get back into position. So, wow. it, yeah, it's it's uh, a little bonkers. MLB has gone through it, and they even had all thirty managers on a call. Uh, recently to uh, go through the video review rules those have been quickened up you gotta give the old uh headphones signal a little bit earlier but anyway enough with the rule changes i do think it is good for baseball and it could result in something extremely exciting something i've always been obsessed with joel the 40 40 club because we have seen steals Mm. up in spring training is there a guy you could see joining the 40 40 club this season joel yeah, I could see Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros joining this. Uh, um, he hit 33 home runs last year, and he had 25 stolen bases, and that was the most stolen bases for any player who had hit 30 home runs or more. So I like Kyle Tucker. I think he's a logical and good choice. Uh, I still think he's well on his way to hitting his peak. We haven't seen the best out of him. He's a very athletic player. And I think he's a good choice to, you know, yeah, to make it to the 40-40 club. So I'm, I'm going to go with Kyle Tucker. Yeah, so uh, I checked that out. As soon as you said Kyle Tucker, I said, is it possible this guy this guy hits as many dingers as as, uh, as what's needed to get to 40? Because I saw him in the postseason last year. He just looks like a very thin dude. But, yeah, he's tall but powerful, uh, 6'4", 199 after I checked. And, yeah, he's he's got the stats to back it up for the Astros, so that's uh, very possible. I'll go with an obvious one, Ronald Acuna here in Atlanta. He's the only guy to be part of the 30-30 sorry, excuse me, the 35-35 club as far as active mm-hmm. players go. So he's the only guy to actually get close. He had 41 and 37 in 2019. So he was uh, pretty, pretty close. And when uh, Ozzie Albies, his teammate, was interviewed by Jason Stark, Ozzie Albies got a, he got a little bit excited. Maybe it might be the spring training juice, but he said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Acuna's doing it, Michael Harris is doing it, and I'm doing it. Uh, a bit of a stretch, probably. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, he, he said his goal is 40-40, although the more realistic goal for Albies is probably 30-30. But uh, steal attempts are up, Joel, uh, about 50%, mm-hmm. which isn't a ton because it's only about two and a half per game. But uh, they are up, and, and the the limit in pickoff attempts 
which is should be good for the game, uh, will increase those numbers. Um, so hopefully we'll see one. You can't expect three per team uh, like Ozzy Albies is, but no. uh, that's probably enough. So so you got Tucker. Uh, I took the obvious one with Acuna. I stole your obvious one. You had him in the document first, but we we battled it out, and I stole him. Uh, can you name <laughs> the uh, the four guys that are part of the forty forty club, Joel? Oh, Taz! Come on, Joel! Surprising me! Come um, on, you got this. Jose Canseco is he one yeah. of them? Yes. Okay. Jose Canseco. Didn't, didn't even um, tell JD the trivia was coming, but here it is. Trivia music for you, Joel. Okay, Jose Canseco. 40 Club. Ken Griffey Jr.? No. Hank Aaron? No, sir. Oh, my gosh. You got the music going. I'm, <laughs> I feel so much pressure now. Uh, Taz, can you give me a clue? I'm struggling here. In the in the Hank Aaron uh, realm of of home run lists, that big, way over seven hundred. Uh, way over seven hundred. Way over seven hundred. Yep. I don't know, Tess. I'm trying to Bonzi, blank. Bonzi, Bonzi, did it. Oh, Barry Bonds. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Bonzi did it. Of course, and A Rod. And Alfonso Soriano. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I never would have got that. <laughs> really? See, no. it's, a, it's an obsession for me. So maybe I. you can ask me any other baseball question. I wouldn't get it. Uh, but that's that's just the one I know. Okay. All right. When did Bonds test? Just really quickly. When did Bonds have a 40-40 season? What year? Well, Jolie, I can find that out for you. You know, it was one of those good years. Uh, 96. We're going way back. 96. Okay, yeah, so 42 he would have been in San Francisco by then. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was, yeah. There you go. There you go, Joel. All right. Let's move on here. Another preview question for you. What kind of a rub will MLB get from a great WBC I think they're going to get a huge rub from the WBC. Uh, it was a fantastic tournament. I know we talked about it in the first couple episodes. There was a great buzz, uh, you know, I would say before, during, and even after. I mean, people are still, you know, kind of talking about it. It, it, it still is kind of being reported, a little, although now it's more about season previews but yeah i think they're gonna get a gate uh great rub it was a great showcase the wbc was a great showcase uh created a lot of uh, momentum going into the season and baseball tests it seems like you know based on just and this was you know going through youtube you know and watching some videos in the days following wbc but you know fox and espn and there's other sports reporters talking about this and they generally don't talk about baseball and so it's good that you know, Tass, like finally baseball kind of feels like it's back in a way and it's starting to be talked about and appreciated naturally, nationally again, something that it hasn't been, I feel, in quite some time. It's true. I think it has uh, expanded the the dialogue to people outside of the, the standard conversation. I, I even think that uh, the advertising 
for the MLB season. I know that might might sound weird is uh, different. I, I just feel like they're doing such a good job of really developing the players' personalities and just showcasing them. Um, that I think that's mm-hmm. that's been monstrous. I think that's happened more and more and more. I know I said the advertising is is different. I think I think it it's helps. I think it helps. I think it uh, it made me even look up how to pronounce Sebastian Maniscalco's last name. The comedian I, I, I I've, <laughs> I've always admired him from admired him from afar, but never never went out to look at how you pronounced his last name. But I saw him in an MLB ad yelling at kids. I looked it up. I thought that a great ad, Brian Cranston in an ad. I, I, I do think they're doing a good job of really just showcasing all those personalities. They're doing so well in terms of miking guys up. And I feel mm-hmm. like they haven't done that in the past. They, I think that's something that's pretty new in baseball. Is that a fair thing to say, Joel? Yeah, Tess, and just kind of to piggyback off that point, I, I totally agree. The The production value in baseball on television um, has increased exponentially through, like, the production of the shows, just like what the announcers talk about, uh, the camera angles. It, it feels fast. It feels younger. It feels hipper. Uh, it just, yeah, and I really kind of noticed that during the WBC and you know, making these, I don't know if accessible is the right word through, you know, having them mic'd up, but it makes them, I kind of feel more relatable. And I think that, you know, the MLB needs more of this going into the season to grow their game. I, I think they're doing a great job, but I think they could be doing more. But yes, the product from like a production standpoint has changed quite a bit. And I think uh, it, it looks great so far. That's why it sucked me in. It sucked me into doing a baseball show from March through November for the first time. We dabbled last year, a little July, a little August, a little September. But, hey, Maniscalco got me. The mic'd up sessions got me. And uh, we're in for it, Joel. We're in for a season here, and it should be a good one. And let's talk about it a little bit more after the break. We'll have a quick one, but after it. Best rookies, players who will outperform expectations, and more. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back with no buns. Let's get bold, Joel. Our next question here. What's a bold prediction you want to make for the 2023 MLB season? Go ahead, Joel. Bold it up. Yes, I love making bold predictions because I'm so awful at them, and I like to laugh when none of them come true and just see how comically bad they were. So this is my bold prediction for this year. 
The American League East will have four playoff teams, and I believe they're going to be New York, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and I'm actually going to say Baltimore gets one of the uh, wild card spots as well. So my choice or my bold pick is, yeah, the AL East gets four playoff teams. That's a big number. That's a very big number. Uh, any worries with uh, the Yankees pitching staff and all their injuries? Montas, probably done for the season. Radone, probably done for April. Now Severino, missing time, but they probably have enough depth. I, they, they, they got it all, those Yanks. Yeah, the... I mean, every time you want to kind of count the Yankees out, I feel they always kind of come back and prove, you know, why that's a, a bad thing. Um, I'm not really worried about New York. I mean, they'll have injuries. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Tass just getting getting back to that point. Like, I truly feel the American League East could field for playoff teams. Because really, like, you know, Baltimore, I think it comes down to, you know, like I said, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and the Yankees, I think, are locks. And then Cleveland's obviously going to get one. I think Houston's going to win the West. And so that leaves kind of one more playoff team. And I think it's going to be a mix of possibly Texas, but Texas, Baltimore, the White Sox, and the Mariners. And when you look at those four teams and the way they're projected, I it's bold, but I like the way Baltimore looks this year. They've got a very good young team. They've got two big rookies starting this year. Adley Rushman looks fantastic. So, And Tass, like Baltimore didn't miss the playoffs by much last year. No. They had the 10th best bullpen by fan graphs, so... I expect them to make the playoffs. All right. I'll uh, throw a a different type of bold prediction out there. I think there'll be an inside the park home run in that stadium. That's right behind you, Joel, in the first month of the season in Rogers center. I think a ball will be bouncing around the outfield with the new dimension and the new caroms and the new walls that they've got going on out there. And a player just won't play it right. It'll probably be an opposing player, but even it could be a Jays outfielder because uh, they get in there real late to start the season and somebody's just going to screw up out there. And we're going to see an inside the parker nice and early in the season. And uh, they only have four series at home, uh, but seems like it's going to be of a bit of a rattler out there in that outfield uh, with uh, the new dimensions and uh, the fact that they changed it up out there. For the first time, if I'm if I'm correct, since they opened the stadium, Joel, is that fair to say? I don't think that they've changed anything, but you know, put a see-through fence on uh, the 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 outfield for the bullpens. But otherwise, they didn't change anything until this year, which is you know, bringing uh, a couple of the fences in a little bit, changing the wall heights, and making things mm. uh, a little bit different out there. Well, first. Are you are you too much of a traditionalist to to be okay with the changing of the walls, or is that cool with you? I'm fine with that. Change is good. Uh, I saw like when they released kind of the uh, artist sketches of what it was going to look like last season. I I thought it looked good. Uh, I'm excited to see what it looks like. I'm sure players will. There will be you know uh, some adjustments that you know, the, the Blue Jays outfielders as well as opposing players will learn uh, that that they'll learn how to make it. But, you know, generally speaking, yeah, I, I'm excited to see how it's how it's going to play. Well, you're going to see an inside the Parker, Joel. That's what I think. Um, it feels like it's a bold prediction. Who's going to hit it? Um, 
Good question. You need some speed. Kiermaier. I like that pick. Long fly. Right center. Bounces. Twice before <laughs> hitting the wall. <laughs> no, no, that's that's too many bounces. Uh let's go off just let's go off the wall. Flies back towards center field from right center. Standing. Doesn't even have to slide at home. Oh. Okay. Is that bold enough? How many how many inside the parkers do we have a season? Because I didn't look that up before making this bold prediction. Ooh, average test. I'm gonna just guess there's on average four inside the park home runs each year, and I'm totally guessing. Okay. I appreciate that guess. Uh we had uh we had one in the postseason, right? Real Mayuto had one, right? Oh yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think the outfielder misplayed it though. Like he misread it or misplayed the ball, and yeah, it was a little eager home run. Yeah, <laughs> that's allowed. That qualifies. It still sure. qualifies. Yeah. All right. Next question here in our preview: Who's the player who will outperform expectations? Um, sticking kind of with my my Baltimore theme, I'm gonna go with Adley Rushman. He had a great rookie season. Uh, Julio Rodriguez got all of the hype and the attention, and I guess in a way, like rightfully so. Uh, but Adley had a monster season. He came up at the end of June and put up very, very similar numbers as well as advanced stats to Julio Rodriguez. Uh, this is a guy that you know no one's really talking about yet, but I think he's going to be a guy, even though he's a second-year player, I think he's going to outperform expectations. I think he's going to be the key to Baltimore's success this year offensively. So I expect him to outperform expectations. I ha- I personally have high expectations for him, but I think he can even exceed those. <laughs> uh, whenever I see Adley Rutschman's name, I think of that crazy, crazy stat that the Baltimore broadcast put out last year. If you remember, they put it on their on their broadcast. The most career home runs last with uh, by players whose last names start with R U T. That was a stat that they put on their broadcast. Babe Ruth leading the way, of course. Really? Rutledge and then Rushman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good luck to him. Uh, I did see that Steamer projections project him to be the best catcher in baseball this season. I also just wanted to say steamer projections. So uh, (laughs) that's a good pick, a very good pick. Um, For my pick, when I talk about uh, this show, I always say, you know, we're not going to talk about the fifth best pitcher, the fifth starting pitcher on any team, but let's talk about the fifth starting pitcher on the Toronto Blue Jays. I think Yusei Kikuchi is going to have a bounce back season. It was disappointing last year. Had to go to the bullpen. But so far in preseason, he seems like one of those guys that's really going to benefit from the pitch clock. Because in spring training, he's working faster and he's delivering the goods. And maybe it's overthinking it when he had all the time in the world, uh, but he looks so good. He had 9Ks in his last start and he has a 1.00 ERA through spring training. And I think he's just going to be uh, a really solid and he's got that five spot locked up with a very, 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 very starting uh, rotation for the Toronto Blue Jays. And it's weird. He had a really weird year because he bounced to the bullpen and he still had 
123 Ks in 100 innings, so a 27.3% strikeout rate. I thought thought that was high. It kind of gets bumped up because he was in the bullpen, but I think he'll bounce back, mm-hmm. Joel, uh, and hopefully uh, Barrios joins him there in the bounce back category, but he looks good out there, and so I think last year could have just been a blip uh, for him. All right, let's uh, jump over to the rookie category. Who's a rookie to watch, Joel? Um, task for me, it's Anthony Volpe of the New York Yankees. Uh, I think it was just recently announced that he made he's going to make the opening day team. Uh, the shortstop position for the Yankees has been one that they've struggled to fill since Gregorius left. Um, and they just really didn't get any offensive production from that position last year. They, the Yankees were 24th in overall war at the shortstop position. And with Josh Donaldson looking like he's regressed quite a bit offensively, I know they're like, oh, he could bounce back this year. But, you know, you know, as it stands right now, they really don't have a lot of offensive production from the left side of the diamond. So Volpe's a guy that's going that interests me because you know, Tester's championship expectations with the Yankees this year, and they need to have a deeper roster offensively if they're going to be able to compete with Houston and then even make a run at a World Series. So is this the kid that's going to do it? There's a lot of attention around him. You know, people are saying he's going to be a really good player. But, you know, again, like he's an unproven rookie. So I'm going to be interested to see in Volpe and see how he handles this season. He has made the Major League roster, as you said, Joel. I don't know if you saw how they announced it, but they set up a camera to film a conversation between Aaron Boone telling him he made the team. And it was, you know, a fly on the wall type camera in the manager's office. And did you see this? I did not know. Okay. So Boone sat him down and he said initially, this is going to be a tough conversation to have. And, you know, making it seem obviously like he didn't make the team, basically saying, you know, you've done great, you got all the tools, but you can never have enough development. So there's 20 games down in, in AAA, but you made the team. And so <laughs> at first he was heartbroken. Uh, you know, he, he said, my heart was beating real fast, uh, but Boone broke it to him. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about the uh, the the fly on the on the wall type camera. You're shaking your head. Not good with it. I yeah, I don't like that stuff. I, I, it's and and also too like once in a while it's okay when it's if you want to do once in a while. But I feel this. I, I see this a lot on social media now where they're telling a rookie. You know, he's he's made the team or, you know, they do something like this. And it like, of course, it's a feel good moment, but I feel like it's becoming a bit too saturated and it's it's taking away from uh, from a bit of it. Yeah, I don't I'm personally not a fan, but if other people like it, you know, so be it. (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting because Boone didn't do a great job with it, to be honest. He kind of stumbled and bumbled his way through it and. yeah, it just didn't feel right. Didn't feel authentic. I think should, they should get an actor in there, um, a guy who looks exactly <laughs> like the manager to to make it happen. Uh, but anyway, I didn't realize it was a saturated uh, saturated thing. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. That was my first, to be honest. So, okay, I've seen a couple of them. Okay, um, all right. Speaking of not their first, 
Uh, I'm going with Gunnar Henderson of the uh, Orioles, sticking with your Orioles. He played a lot last year, but he's still a rookie. What about that? 34 games and 132 plate appearances. So I, I, I remember him last year. Number one, I saw his name. The guy's name is Gunnar Henderson. I do believe that's his given name. Um, and uh, he's going to play the left side of the infield. He runs well and can hit, obviously. So that's an easy pick. I, I see, I've seen a lot of people make that pick, Joel. So it looks like your Orioles pick is a, is a solid one. Uh, another guy mm. in the AL East, actually, who made the team, Tristan Casas of the Red Sox. He's got plate discipline, I hear, and he can also mm-hmm. slug. So he could... Because he's got straight, such great discipline and power, he could lead off. He could hit in the middle of the order. He's that good. And uh, I'll stay here just because just I'm listing guys now. Stay here in Atlanta. Kyle Wright is on the injured list, so the Braves have a couple lefties they're calling up, Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd. Last year, they had Michael Harris as the winner in the NL and Spencer Strider as the runner-up in the NL for Rookie of the Year. So maybe one of these guys sticks around and impresses. Seems like they've got a good track record of uh, producing rooks. So there's some uh, mm-hmm. some options for you uh, to keep an eye out for. All right, last question here. You wanted to include this, Joel, and I want to fight about it now. Is the U.S. market saturated? Should the MLB look to grow internationally? I don't, yeah, Tess, I know you and I don't agree on this, but... I think they do. I think now is the time to do it. I think the U.S. market is just oversaturated in general with entertainment options, not only as it relates to to sports. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you saw the interest at the WBC. There's an international hunger for, for the sport. And I think now is the time for baseball to start making inroads in places like Europe. Uh, greater inroads in places like uh, East Asia, as well as, you know, uh, South America and Central America. I think now's the time to to, to kind of make that move. Uh, you know, the NFL does games abroad. The NHL does games abroad. I believe the NBA does games abroad as well. And MLB has. So I think everyone's kind of shifting in that direction. I just do think, yeah, the, the U.S. market is oversaturated at this point and going international isn't the worst idea in terms of trying to, you know, create new revenue, create new revenue streams and get new fans. There's no doubt about that. I totally agree with that. They are playing a couple games in London uh, this June. It's the cards and the Cubs, but you're going to tell me from over there that the American landscape is too oversaturated. We've got about six, Football leagues popping up, American football, Joel, if you didn't know. There's XFL, there's USFL. There's so many options out there. And and I, I just think going back to uh, the promotion of the game that I was talking about earlier with Cranston and Maniscalco and, and just selling the game, I think they're doing a, a much better job of that. And there is a fan base that is untapped. You're looking at them right here. This is the most excited I've been for a baseball season since I can remember. It's been a very long time, and I think they're already doing it here uh, in North America with uh, just improving the game, making it feel a little bit more like the old days when I fell in love with the game, Mm -hmm. just a a faster pace and uh, just just a sort of look and feel of of guys 
playing baseball rather than scratching themselves a little bit. Um, I don't expect them to be playing <laughs> catch like they did, pitcher, catcher, catch like they did uh, a long, long time ago. But there's a balance, and I just think that they're already doing it. And uh, sports fans will consume any sport, any sport. And so I, I think baseball here is uh, – yeah, of course you've got to tap the international market. There's no doubt they should. Um, but I'm telling you, Joel, you'll come over here if you ever if you come back, and you'll just you'll start falling in love. You'll just be watching sports 24 hours a day because there's a billion sports options, and uh, of course baseball will be one of them. And, and I think they are tapping into again fans that may have not watched it before. So. TBD on this one, but uh, they are doing a really good job of it, as you said as well. We talked about it a lot last year during the postseason, the camera angles, the mic'd up segments, how everything looks. Uh, it, it is just a better product in general, and, and you start to appreciate how good these players are more and more. And, yeah, I think they've, they've got an exciting 2023 ahead, as do we here on No Bunts. Um, so stick around. One more topic when we come back. Joel's going to tell us why he ended up in Taiwan. Because we've had some people asking, Joel. And so you got to answer that question when we come back. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to No Bunts. Uh, a little behind the scenes, we're pre-recording this um, a couple days early. So when you're hearing this, opening day may have already happened. Opening day may be tomorrow. Joel, how pumped are you for opening day of baseball? Where all 30 teams for the first time in MLB history will be playing. I'm excited. Bring it on, you know, especially after this great tournament we just had. Uh, I'm stoked. There's there's a huge hunger for it. Uh, I know the Jays, my team, we start on a huge road trip because I don't think they're quite done the renovations yet. But I can't wait. You know, this is always an exciting time of year. And, uh, yeah, just really excited to start the season. I mean, hope always springs 
eternal, you know, at the beginning of the year, and I can't wait to get it going. Oh, that is, uh, yeah, good point that the Jays are starting on the long road trip because, in part, they're not done the uh, the Renos at the Rogers Center, and they're only not done because they scheduled it for them not to be home for the first 10 days. That's how things work. If they scheduled it on opening day for them to be home, they would have been done, right? They have no choice. And why why exactly. why are they not done? They last they last played baseball a long time ago. I don't know. I wish I had the answers. <laughs> well, your backdrop is done, Joel. So, do you have the new dim- do you have the new dimensions on your backdrop of the uh, of the fence? I'll have to I'll have to order a new one. Yeah, once the new uh, amenities are put in, I'll take this backdrop down. I'll get a new one. Yeah, you'll get it sent from uh, from North America to Taiwan, where you ended up. And we have had people uh, asking, why does Joel live in Taiwan? So we needed to address them here before the season started. Joel, do you uh, do you mind answering that question? If you don't, then just uh, say no, and we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tess. Uh, the answer is simple: uh, outstanding warrants. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, I. I mean, I, I. Yeah, like I've lived in a couple countries. I lived in Japan. I've lived in Germany. I've lived in Australia, and I lived in Taiwan. Um, I just had friends who uh, I went to college with and they were working here and they sang its praises. And uh, I was looking, I was back home at the time. I had come home from Germany and I was working for a few years because I had quite a lot of student debt at the time. And uh, yeah, I just kind of got sick of that and moved to Taiwan basically because I had uh, a connection here. I didn't anticipate on staying as long as I have this May will be 10 years. I can't believe that. It's very hard to believe and say out loud. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just like life uh, overseas. I've lived overseas most of my adult life. Um, It's very fun. I enjoy it. Uh, I'll come home hopefully at some point. But Taiwan's a great place to live. Uh, It's home to me. And yeah, it's just a good life here. You come home and you come to Atlanta pretty regularly. So uh, we'll see you here in the studio later this season, I'm sure. Still, still plan to come down south. I, t- I hope I'm, so, Tess. Yeah, I, I hope so. You. Yeah, it's been uh, <laughs> it's been some long flights. It's been I've because I've flown during COVID, and it's been uh, it's been a bit of it's been a bit of a challenge. So, oh. uh, uh, but yeah, there's a good chance, high probability, <laughs> Tess, you're gonna see this beautiful face in person uh, in 2023. <laughs> But but some slight hesitancy because it's not not a lock. I mean, I'm 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 really grilling you here, Joel. But is there is there a there is some chance that you won't be here? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I sounds like I you mean, hate I the flights. Come, Tass. I'm just I'm just I'm old. I hate flying. <laughs> you know, like I I just hate flying. Okay, well, um, but I'll come. I'll come for you. Atlanta's got great food, and it's also got some great friends. So. I'm gonna come. We'll we'll lock it up. I've never I've never heard you hesitate when talking about coming home. Maybe I shouldn't be asking you at what is one a.m. in the morning over there. <laughs> uh, so right now, yeah, behind the scenes, it's it's a late one for you. Usually, we're filming. Cats just have been fed dinner, and that's what we'll be doing throughout the regular season. But right now, yeah, that's a mistake asking you at one a.m. I'll ask you on a regular show. <laughs> Things will be a little different, I imagine. 
maybe. Yeah. Oh, I'm not tired. I got my second win here. I got my second win. So if you want to keep going, let's go. You want to go? Double header? <laughs> oh, oh, double header. Whoa. Hold on. I'm going to have to do some light stretching. <laughs> uh, we won't do that to you, Joel. We will, uh, we will be back with you in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you to everybody who joined us today. Make sure to subscribe to The Athletic MLB Show wherever you get your pods or on YouTube. It's been fun. Again, no show next week, but we will see you in two weeks. See you then.